Hello and welcome to the Shakedown Academy, an F1 and motorsports learning podcast specifically focusing on the feeder series surrounding F1. My name is Ellie and along with Moni and Hannah we are going to be recapping all the things that go on in F2 and who knows what else. This is our first episode covering the F2 finale in Abu Dhabi, discussing winter testing and all the rumours about F2 silly season ahead of 2024. If you have any questions or want to get in touch, you can find us on Instagram at the Shakedown Learning Pod. But for now, enjoy. Hello and welcome to our side quest. This is yet to be named. <laughs> we don't have a name for this yet. But hello. Uh, as yet named the side quest. It's it's something that we're planning to roll out for 2024. We're very excited to be rolling it out. We're going to sort of do a bit more on F2, dedicate a bit more time to looking at feeder series, but specifically around F2. And... So we thought we'd, we'd, you know, start it off by finishing off the F2 2023 season, which has just happened. We are recording this just after Abu Dhabi. And it was quite an exciting weekend, wasn't it? It was. And this is the thing. It, this is the nice thing about F2. It's often exciting. Like, most of the time you do get real battles because there's a lot more competition between the different cars, between the different teams. If you're new to F2, welcome. It's very exciting. We actually did a F2 and F3 summary episode right back at the start of our little podcast journey. So maybe like May kind of time, which gives you all the detail of what F2 is like, how they do things, a breakdown of the team, the breakdown of how the cars work. So please do check that out if you are coming into this a little bit newer to F2, because we're going to try and keep this short and we're going to dive straight in to the championship battle at the weekend. So... We went into the weekend and there were three possible people who could have won the championship. Do you know who they are? Frederick Vesky. Yes. Deopoter. Yes. And Ayumu Iwasa. Yes. So into going into the weekend, Iwasa was 39 points behind Porsche in first. And Vesky was 25 points. 25, 26, yeah. Yeah, behind Porsche in first. So what that meant was that going into the weekend, for Iwasa to keep his championship hopes alive, he needed to start the weekend by getting pole position. Now, in F2, it's a bit different to F1. You do get a point for getting pole position. So at 39 points, you get, sorry, you get two points for pole position. At 39 points behind, he needed that for him to be able to overtake. That was, it was, it was make or break because 39 points is the exact number of points you can receive in a weekend with F2. Basically, you needed like a perfect weekend. He needed an Oliver Baku weekend. For him to actually get to that. Well, he needed Teo to also score zero points and Fred mm-hmm. to score no more than 25. So it was a long shot, but spoiler, didn't work out for him. So what it meant was going into the races, it was between Vesti and Porsche. Now, we also had a battle for the Rookie of the Year, which is an actual award in F2. Mm-hmm. They make a bit of a big deal about it. So this is someone who's come up likely from F3, but basically it's their first season racing in F2. So do you know who this was between? Holly Bamron, I'm assuming? Yes. Yep. And? I can't remember fun. the other one. Victor Martins. Victor Martins. Martins. So, yeah, they, they were one point between them. So Victor was one point ahead of Ollie going into the weekend. So a huge amount to play for. Like, there's actually a lot on the table in F2, which was really exciting. But qualifying was really, really exciting to watch. Did either of you manage to catch any of it or catch any recaps of it? Yes. Um, I watched it while I was opening the store. <laughs> well done. It was very early for you. It was. Oh, no. So, Porsche qualified 14th. So, 
you're looking at that and that's your championship leader and everyone's like, yo, this thing is wide open. This is good. Vesti qualified ninth, which because of how F2 do the reverse grid for the top 10 for a sprint race, that meant he started second for Saturday's sprint race. So Ollie didn't have a great time in qualifying. 18th, he couldn't put together a lap. Exactly. So Ollie was 18th, Victor was second. So already you're a bit like, oh, Ollie is really starting massively on the back foot in this race. So on Saturday, did you manage to catch any of the F2 sprint race? I watched the replay of it. Nice. Do you want to tell everyone what happened? I watched a little bit, but not a lot. I'm trying to remember. I don't. I think they Frederick basically score where he like enough that he Saturday was like he needed finish, he needed a podium on Sunday for Anthio not to podium, yeah. get points at all for him to win. Yeah, so Fred did an amazing job on Saturday. He won the sprint race, got another ten points towards his tally. Kerr got none. He came in tenth, but in the sprint race that doesn't leave him with any points. So that meant that he was then only fifteen points behind, which would mean that he needed to come minimum of third in Sunday's race and get fastest lap to clinch the championship. And he would need Teo to not get any points if that were to happen. There was a whole graphic floating around of if he comes here and he comes here and he comes here and he comes here, that broke it all down for you. I'm not going to go into detail because obviously it happened. So it's kind of a little bit less relevant to go through all of that right now. And in the race, he came third. He did a really good job. He didn't get the fastest lap, but he did come third, which was amazing. So he got an extra 15 points. But then there was a slight problem. Teo Porcher came fifth. So he got an additional 10 points. He finished on 193, bestie behind him on 177, which is how it finished. And which meant that, you know, Teo secured the championship, which, you know, he's had a really, like, it's been a really interesting year to watch because he actually only has one race win as opposed to Fred, who had four race wins, I think, plus the sprint race on Saturday. but Something like that. It Like, comparably, there's a part where you're like, gosh, how has this guy managed to win the championship off one race win? <laughs> like, you've got rookies who've got more than that. But I think it showed that in F2, one of the things that really matters is consistency. It's one of the things that can get you, like, big points is coming second, coming third but just doing it regularly and doing it consistently. So in the rookie championship, neither of them scored on Saturday, so still only one point in it, but Martins came second in the feature race behind Jack Dewan, and he got 18 points from that. So Ollie had an awful race, had DNF with uh, an issue with the car, so he got zero, and so Victor won the rookie of the year championship. So well done to him. Double French winners. And that was really the F2 weekend. Anything either of you want to say on the race weekend the cars really just decided to quit they decided it was quitting time a few laps too early Mm -hmm. there was a Mm -hmm. lot of issues on the feature race now i didn't get to watch the feature race because it was super early and it's black friday weekend so i was working all weekend and yes for those wondering because i know it's nobody i did bring my ipad so i could watch f2 qualifying while i opened the store on friday and f1 qualifying while i opened the store on saturday because that's how dedicated we are. Um, <laughs> Priorities, baby. So I caught, I caught as much as I could. And I didn't get to watch the feature race all the way through. But I do know that there was at least six people who, or six boys that ended up with a DNF because their cars decided it was quitting time. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah it was it was a fun watch and what happens now is f2 does have an off season as well but they also have their testing so we spoke on our episode main episode last week about f1 testing and that's taking place at the first part of this week from wednesday after abu dhabi and f2 testing has been today and runs tomorrow and friday as well so wednesday to friday and Hannah, there's some real intricacies around F2 testing on there. So we're looking forward to the 2024 season and who's in seats for that season. And yeah, there's there's but there's an interesting nuance that you've mentioned about F2 testing. Share it with the class. The thing that Ellie is talking about is that there is this weird, not weird, but interesting rule that you cannot or it seems to be that you cannot test the F2 cars unless you intend to race in the F2 category next year. It doesn't mean you're going to, but you intend to. Now, there were some yep. interesting absences from today, and there were some interesting new people. One of them, one of the interesting absences was Arthur Leclerc. Nowhere yeah, to be seen. Yeah, and I was going to say this. No, like, he wasn't anywhere to be seen, but similarly, we've got a quite a few who are graduating from f2 that we yes. know aren't coming back who similarly were absent so let's go through our absences slash graduates and if we know where they're going we can maybe say a bit about where they're going so okay. after you mentioned we don't he was with dams this year they currently no do idea. have a seat open which we'll get to but it doesn't appear mm, they don't that he... do they not do they? Have they not something? i don't think they do They've confirmed Jack Crawford. I wasn't aware they'd confirmed anybody else, but maybe I'm just an hour or two out of date. Who knows? But yes, they. it doesn't appear that Arthur has done testing for anyone this week, which is curious. There are rumours that he isn't coming back to F2 next year. Who else do we know about? We know that Jack Dewan is not. Don't mm-hmm. know much about where he's planning on going yet. We but, we do in some respect. We know he's going to be Alpine's official reserve driver yes. and to yeah. develop that role. But in terms of racing, we would probably hope slash expect him to be in another series somewhere to keep his skills sharp. Yeah. We also know that championship leader cannot come back. So right. we know we're not going to have Teo next year. We don't know much about where he's going. I would assume reserve role. Because he's part of the Salber Academy, is not the Alfa Romeo Academy, it's the Salber Academy. Oh, because Alfa Romeo is now officially not a sponsor. Because they had, who did they have last year? Sobitza. Okay, and Mm. I don't, yeah, I don't know if he's... And now that Alfa Romeo's gone, Sobitza doesn't have a hold on them. Yeah, fair enough then. I always confuse Pietro Fittipaldi, but he's he was half reserve driver, wasn't he? Yeah. Yuma Iwasa's not coming back. Do we know where he's going? He is slated to do the Super Formula seat for Red Bull this year, which okay. means that Liam Lawson is Liam Liam Lawson, excuse me, is not going to have a drive next year per se. He will still be in his reserve driver role, but yep. he is not going to be driving in a series next year, which will be the first year that he's been in this level without a drive. For now. For now. We know that Frederick Vesti is not coming back. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. We don't know where he's going to go. However, I'd assume it's going to be a part of the Mercedes development program. He has not been dropped. Yep. There has been some moves um, in the Mercedes Junior Academy. I don't think they're with him. Yep. Who else? Who else? Who else? Clem is not coming back. 
Yep. I know, Mom. He, with, we think he's going to WEC, though, don't we? He did a WEC test in Bahrain we like a week ago. He did. So yes. we think that's likely to be on the cards. Have they confirmed Juan Manuel Correa? He is. He did test today. That's the other dams driver that okay. I was thinking about. He did test today, so he has the opportunity. So I wasn't sure if he was staying either. Okay. He has opportunity to test today. We had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten new drivers test today. Yeah. So that's, that's all. So it, that's all the people who we know about graduating, isn't it? Are there any more? Well, there's ten seats that were open. I assume Nissani and Boshing are still. So Ralph is not. Mm-hmm. Ralph is not on the test list. Interesting. So he could also be moving yeah. on. These are people who've okay, been in, uh, in F1, or sorry, in F2 for a long time now. He's also not on um, the test list. Interesting. So they've both been in uh, F2 for a long time. Quite a while. So I'm using my old speculative yep. list to compare. For those that don't know, I make a grid every year just so I can visually see it. I'd like to know where people like are it. because there's a lot of babies and and I'm proud of every single one of them for doing what they do. Well, so let's talk about the babies then. Let's talk about the babies. Let's talk about the people who have come up from F3 or if you're Kimi Antonelli, F uh, Freca. Well, we'll touch on the people who've come from outside of there, but let's talk about the F3 graduates. People we know are definitely moving up from F3 to F2. Okay. Let's go through those. So we have our F3 champ, and I put a little crown next to his name, because why not? Gabriel Bordoletto. Why not? Why yep. not? He is going to be with Invicta Virtuosi. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's confirmed. Confirmed. Um, his prospective teammate, so far as testing goes, I'm just going to go down the yep. the list of what I have, because that's what I'm going by, is Kushmani. Yep. Who is now part of the Alpine Academy, as of October and 24th. And is mentored by Mika Hackner. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good resource for Gabriel. That's going to be Invicta Virtuosi. Prema is Kimi Antonelli. He came up from Freca. He is part of the Mercedes Junior Academy. He is super, super young. Almost 16? 17. I think he just turned 17. I'll take your word for it. I, I think. don't pay that much attention to very small children other than my own. But focusing on F3, that's why we started there. Yep. Paul Aaron. Paul Aaron will be racing, well, so far, he's racing with High Tech Pulse 8. That, yeah, it's not officially confirmed, but it's looking... Not officially confirmed. Promising. He also did last weekend with Trident. Trident, took, which is uh, why I'm a little not going to... I don't yeah. want to confirm that yet. Yeah, he took um, a seat in Trident at the end of last year, so he's already had one race, which yes. points to good things, hopefully. Now, notably, he is not no longer attached to an academy. He was mm-hmm. a Mercedes Junior, and they let him go. We're not sure why. But he was let go. Or he separated from them. I don't know. Zach O'Sullivan, a Williams Academy mm-hmm. driver. Yep. Franco Colapinto, another Williams Academy driver. Both of them had their first test in an F1 car today. Or over the weekend. Yep, they did. Pepe Marti, not attached to an academy. Oliver Goth, Rafael Villagomez. And I don't remember if Joshua Dirksen did F3 this year. But I don't think he did. But those are, so there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, at least, who are coming up from F3 this year, which means that Mm -hmm. seven at least, well, that means that 10 of our F2 this year graduated or left, and now those are seats that are open. 
Now, the only one that I did not mention is Ritomo Miata. I was just about to say about him. So he is the Super Formula winner. And he is coming from Super Formula over to F2. Ideally, I would imagine to head up the pipeline into F1, ideally. So he's a Japanese driver. And he's going to be at Roden Carlin with current F2 driver from 2023, Zane Maloney. Mm -hmm. They have confirmed their lineup. And let's just quickly go through the other confirmed seats that we have. So, Zach, did you mention he's at ART? Yes. So he's the ART. Franco Colapinto is going to be with MP Motorsport with Dennis Hauger. Dennis is no longer a part of the RB uh, junior team. They did a lot of separating this year and a lot of refining. But who they didn't separate from was Isaac Hadjar, who does also retain a seat in F2 with Campos, and he's going to be teammates with Pepe Marti. Now, here's the interesting thing about today. If you saw the videos, excuse me, Isaac was, Isaac was driving a white Red Bull. Interesting. So the Japanese Red Bull came back, which I love that. I love that livery, like, so much. It's one of my favorites. It's beautiful, and it's clean, and you can tell the car apart from the other dark cars. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> love that. But it was really interesting. I've never seen that on a junior car. They actually had, mm-hmm. like, another uh, different livery. Yeah. Maybe that hints at something for next year. Maybe we're going to get Who a knows? white Red Bull. I don't know. Exciting. But you know what? I would love to see that. Yeah. Joshua Dirksen, UPHM Racing. Yep. The final seat is Jack Crawford, who is confirmed at Dams. So that leaves us with 10, 10 unconfirmed seats. Now, we've got rumours of who some of those might be. But based on what we've seen at testing, who was at testing but doesn't have a seat currently? Was there somebody at testing who doesn't have a seat currently? I think you said... Manuel Correa was there. Oh, well, well, okay, sorry. So basically there's a bunch of drivers that we have that were in this season that they haven't confirmed per se, but based on testing, this is how the grid looks. Okay, this is who they tested with. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be with this team. As things do change, Paul Aaron raced with Trident, but he's testing with high tech. Mm -hmm. So far, as we go down the grid, let's start with Prema. Prema is... Oliver Behrman, and Kimi Antonelli. Wouldn't be surprised if that stayed the same, would we? Wouldn't be surprised. I have not heard anything different that Oliver is leaving F2 or that he would move from Prema. I don't see why he would. Invicta Virtuosi is Gabriel Bordoletto and Kush Maini. Mm -hmm. That seems fine to me. They they don't see why that would change. Yeah, they confirm those. Rodden Carlin is Zane Maloney and Ritomo Miata confirmed. Yep. ART Grand Prix is Victor Martins and Zach O'Sullivan. I don't Victor see that changing. Interesting. Was he with them last year? He was. Okay. So that one's not officially confirmed, but like you say, highly likely he's part of the Alpine Academy. We can't really see that one changing. Right. If anything, he would just be elsewhere, but I think it probably makes sense for him to say that. I don't see why they would get rid of him now. Nope. MP Motorsport is confirmed. It's been confirmed to be mm-hmm. Franco Colapinto as a rookie and Dennis Hauger. Campos. Not technically confirmed, but this is how they tested. Pepe Marty and Isaac Hajar. I thought that one was confirmed. I don't know. I mean, I didn't see anything that was official, but I could be wrong. Fair enough. Dams, the only one that is confirmed is Jack Crawford, but Juan, Mel- Juan Manuel Correa did test with them today. Interesting. Obviously, that's where, that's where Arthur was last yes. year, but we don't mm-hmm. know 
if or where he's going this year. So that seat is technically open, but we shall see. Watch this. Jim went for the double Joshua. They have Joshua Mason, who did race this year, and Joshua Dirksen, who is a rookie. And then mm-hmm. finally, we have Van Am Sport Racing, VAR, is Enzo Fittipaldi and Rafael Villa Gomez. Who did you say, sorry, tested with High Tech and Trident? Trident is not on this list. Ooh. Oh, wait. Is Trident? Yes, Trident is on this list. I, for- I forgot. Hang on. Trident is Oliver Goeth and Richard Vashore. Right. Vashore, of course, he needs somewhere to go. And High Tech was Paul Aaron. Omri Cordiel and, yes, I skipped over them. Omri Cordiel and Paul Aaron. Okay, so in theory, we potentially have a full grid. Some of those could come and go. There's a few people, like we say, that we're not 100% sure of their graduating. There may some be some other people who pop up. So we'll keep you posted either on these F2 separate episodes or on our main feed. Um, so please keep the F2 around because in F2, there's always stuff being worked out and things can change. And it's chaotic and it's fun and it's delightful. And chances are we'll see a few bits of silly season-esque moves oh, happening over the coming weeks our months but hopefully the grid will get locked in and then we'll pick up with pre-season testing in feb yeah so that's our first little roundup you may notice it is just me and hannah and it's not because we're completely ignoring molly or we've muted her microphone or we've like told her that she can't be part of this or anything like that she had to go teach and do her real adult job so it's just the two of us for now but didn't want it to be like (laughs) why are they just talking over her what poor girl so it's just us it may be whatever combination of a few of us as we do these extra episodes, but we would love to hear from you about them. If you are new to F2, tell us, tell us what you love about it. Tell us what you hate about it. Tell us your thoughts about F2, but also love to hear from you what you'd like to see in these episodes. This is a bit of a different format to what we normally do. We say normally that we're not a race recap podcast, but chances are with F2, we will be doing race recaps and things like that on the weekends that there are F2 races. So we'd love to hear from you of things you'd like to see from us, how that could work. And just any thoughts you have on F2 and the joy that is extra racing. <laughs> Yay. But that's all for now. We'll love you and leave you. And keep you updated as and when we have any news. Bye for now. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>